This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore. If you're watching on the socials or the YouTube, if we've gotten it up, you'll see we're in a little bit of a low budget version of our studio. The studio wasn't available, so Nico and I are sitting in the Cashmore basement right now, surrounded by plenty of memorabilia <laughs> It's uh, and plenty of alcohol as well. If only you could see the opposite wall covered in wine and alcohol. But Nick, how are you, mate? Good, but you still haven't even offered me a drink, so... Oh, jeez. Not happy, but yeah, no, nah, good to be here. It's a bit different today, but um, we'll make it work. Um, yeah, happy to be here. Yes, another decent day from us uh, the other day. Was able to snag a few winners on the, um, the Rose Hill card as well as some winners down in Melbourne as well. Uh, a couple of value, a couple short in the market. You were able to get your best bet up, Cylinder. Yep, very good run from Cylinder. I was very happy with that, obviously. Looking real nice going into um, Golden Rose, which I think we'll touch on a little bit later. Um, but yeah, very good horse that. So watch it even closer than we already have been. Most exciting thing about that run, I think, was shocking ride looking back. Like, I don't even know if it was um, Nash's fault in yeah. the end, like, but he did get stuck in massive amounts of traffic. Yeah. So I can't actually say bad ride or good ride because I didn't watch what he was doing too much, but all I know is massive amounts of traffic, was not looking the winner, 50 metres out, gets clear, lunges, yeah. gets it. Missed it. I actually missed it live. I was... Um... I was at, um, out at the, the our girls' team for our footy team, played their grand final. Um, so I missed it live, but then I did get um, a chance to watch it back. And yeah, it was just, just got that lunge in the end. So can't complain. Oh, great run. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's done. Then all of a sudden, it gets out. I was just stoked. Yeah, I was on it. You were on it. It was your best bet. All yeah. Nice land, a best bet. Can't My complain. best bet, I am me, not as good. Um, but to the next point, sunshine in Paris. Wasn't an official tip. Boy, I wish we tipped it, but we said massive value chance, and she was incredible, eh? Yeah, it was, uh, again, I missed a lot of the the racing life, but I, I went back and watched that one as well, so that was pretty impressive from her. So Locked in for the Everest now. Yeah, exactly. So I actually remember um, I sent you a message when I saw that. I saw it come up on Sky Racing, and yeah. you were pretty wrapped about that as well. So. I mean, I think she deserves it. Yeah, like 100%. In the autumn, she... Came out of nowhere, beat Zugotran in secret, and yeah. then, you know, followed it up straight away. First up win, beat, yeah. you know, uh, others that were in high contention for the Everest that I still think should be getting Everest slots, and she put them to pasture. So, uh, on that note, though, who hasn't got an Everest slot yet that you think deserves to be getting one? It's a tough one. I think um, in secret will probably get in there. Right, she quick. has to be a lock for the Godolphin. Yeah, Godolphin I think, I think she, will, she will be the, the lock. Um, I still think it's pretty early days. We still haven't seen. I think there's one or two horses that we haven't seen yet that are going to come out, run really well, and get into the Everest. So I can't talk too much early for myself. I think In Secret's obviously the one that Godolphin is probably the obvious choice for me. So um, 
What about you? Who are you thinking? I reckon winner of the shorts this week. We'll discuss yep. it a little later. If it's not Marzu, who's already in it, the winner will probably get a slot straight away. Because mm-hmm. um, that usually is the case. But, you know, Nature Trip and Eduardo have dominated that race a few over the last few years. Yeah. But now they're gone. So I, I saw a thing the other day considering who's retired from the Everest compared to last year. There's still four brand new slots to be filled because horses have gone away and retired since. So we know at least we're going to have some new faces. One of them being, I think, probably Shinzo because we don't know how he's going to go first up in the um, Golden Golden Rose. Rose. But Coolmore own a slot. So they're going to give it to one of their horses. Shinzo is their best horse. I think they're looking to to set Shinzo up for it as well. Yeah, so that's why Um, they haven't run coming into the Golden Rose. I believe Golden Rose first up into an Everest, yep. building the prep from there. And I think you're 100% right there. So um, the other one, probably the word on the town is Yulong bought alcohol-free specifically for the Everest. Yeah. But she fell flat on her face, didn't she, last yeah. in the autumn when we thought she was going to be, you know, yeah. what was it, a $5 million horse or something? But apparently Moral. she's going to be there. So Yeah, I, I think after this weekend of racing as well, I'd like to see um, Remark, my boy, get in there. If he gets up, definitely. Um, if he wins, I think it's a no-brainer. But um, still a little bit to prove for Remark. I think he, he's close. He's um, he's close, and we'll discuss a little bit more about him a bit later. But, um, yeah, I think um, he just needs to prove himself yet again after this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing last weekend we need to touch on, which leads us into our first uh listener question i'll ask it at the end of the point the giga kick imperatrix our first couple of listener questions actually come out of that race let's just unpack it a little bit before i ask the question mm-hmm. what were your thoughts uh past the post once you went back and looked at the replay look i actually got on this i got to see this one live oh, you did watch it um live. and what what i can say is i look i don't think it was the best run from craig williams going on to giga kick Yep. But um, I think Imperatriz was just the best suited for that race, had the best spot, just oh, it yeah. looked perfect the whole way through and it probably had the track conditions, the right setting and just the better horse on the day. I don't, um, that's my initial thoughts when I saw it. I just I didn't think Giga Kick looked that bad. But 100%. I didn't I didn't I just thought Imperatriz had a peach, had probably oh. the the best ride it could have had and there's not too much um, Giga Kick could have done about it. Because again, we said that last week. I wish we did make an official tip. You said the words, not an official tip, but I reckon Imperatriz wins. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> just got the suck run behind Giga Kick and just ran past them all. We said a thousand metres at the Valley doesn't really suit Giga Kick's get back style, especially when he misses the jump like that. So Imperatriz, you know, everyone says, oh, it doesn't suit her style either, but she's won a group one at Mooney Valley. So you yeah. can't say that it doesn't. Um, uh, so that leads to the first listener question. Uncle Camo asks, the word on the town is, Craig Williams is getting the sack off Giga Kick based on that run. A little bit of backstory behind it. Apparently the connections didn't really care if it was a win or a loss. They were just wanted the run. Obviously if he won, good job, awesome. But they didn't really care about the win, more just getting fitness. So when he missed the jump, they were like, okay, we don't care. Like That's not what we're here for. But then when Craig Williams, you know, got stuck into him and really, you know, pushed him hard to get back into the race, they were fuming because they think maybe he potentially cooked him in the lead up to the Everest. Yeah. So that's their motivations of potentially taking him off because he rode against instructions. That's the rumours, not to be confirmed yet. But Uncle Camo wants to know, do you think, if that's the case, take Williams off? Well, 
it's a two-part question. If it's the case that, yeah, he did not follow instructions, I think they have every right to take him off if that's what they're comfortable with doing. But who are you going to put on? You're going to find a new jockey that hasn't ridden Giga Kick before. He's ridden him his whole career. Yeah, so it's got its risks in it, especially for those big races. You want to be as confident as you can going into the race. You don't want to be can, thinking about, oh, this jockey doesn't have the hands for this horse that well, doesn't... Yeah, personally, I don't think it's fair for um, Craig Williams to get taken off Giga Kick after one not even bad run, I'd I'd say, is for not following the instructions. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but personally, I think he needs to stay on for these big races. I'd agree with you there. I would say the only reason to take him off is if he really blatantly went against instructions. Anything less than that, keep him on. Yeah, look, if it was made blatantly clear, this race is for fitness, do not cook this horse. If it misses the... Like, literally... Yeah. Do not do anything silly. If they've gone... If he's gone right against it, by all means, he's he's burnt the trust and that's that's trust gone. Um, but in pretty much, I'd say, 95 other... 100%. 95% other scenarios that have happened, keep, keep him, him on. on. Keep him on. I 100% agree. Craig Williams needs to stay on kick a kick. If he gets kicked off, I think it's the overreaction of the decade. He's done so much for the yeah. horse. He knows the horse inside and out. And honestly, I don't even think what he did was that bad unless, like you said, they bla- like explicitly said, don't do this. And he went out and did it. Mm, I agree. Right. So on that note with Imperatriz, Hobbo wants to know, do we think if the connections of Imperatriz made the right decision by saying no to the Everest? Because the rumour mill was going again, saying that it was offered an Everest slot. They said, no, we want to stay in Melbourne to target the Group 1 sprints. Uh, the Manicato and the Moya, and then the uh, the champion sprint at Flemington at the end of the prep as well. Do you think that they have made the right decision instead of going for the big prize money race when they're most likely going to earn the same prize money in Melbourne over three races? Yeah, I think it's the right. I think it's the right decision. I don't think it's going to go up and win an Everest in um in Sydney. You've got your best sprinters there for a reason. I think if he targets those Manicato, the more little ones that it's got a bit less of a field, but still decent field. I think it's got a better chance now and um. Especially staying down in Melbourne, has been running really well down there, especially over in Moonee Valley. Um, Seems to really like that track, so I think mm. it's probably the right the right call. Yeah, I, I would think I, I think Imperatriz would be competitive in an Everest. Yeah. No one knows if it would win. Top until five, the day. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say top five, but, but she, I'd be surprised if it was in the if it won. Guaranteed to be top seed in every race in Melbourne. Um, yeah, 100%. now that it's stayed and all of the other sprinters are going to Sydney. Yeah, and to a cow. They're a very traditional stable. They prefer Group 1s over the big money races anyway. They want, you know, the prestige of Legacy. being able to say five-plus Group 1s. Yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to selling her as a broodmare, of course, that looks better on the pedigree. You know, as 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 much as the world is starting to lean towards the Everest-type races, uh, the traditional, when it comes to breeding, Group 1s are gold. So I, I think it's fair enough. I agree with the decision. I don't blame them for it. Um... Then next, at ICUS10 asked, which horse do you think will surprise us in the spring? So which horse outside of the, you know, regular stars um, is going to have a big spring, do you reckon, Nick? Um, there's two that I reckon. One of them, like, one of them I'd say, probably not necessarily one that's really a bigger surprise. I'd say, um, I'm going to have to take this off and hold it. That's all right. Um, I'm going to say... Ozapenko wins a Group 1 this um, spring. Not too much of a big surprise, but um, it's definitely not not 
<clears throat> the best horse going around down in Melbourne or in Sydney um, when it runs. So I think it'll win a Group 1. I think it's definitely the forgotten horse at the moment. Um, it's had pretty two solid runs going into um, the prep it's starting at the moment. But uh, my big one's Espiona. Oh, God, And Espiona. I'm not just winding you up here, mate, or I might be just a little bit. Her but, run um, was good on the weekend. Her run still. was good on the weekend, oh. and I think, she's, I think she's due for a big spring. I think she's had the lead-up she's um needed she's had all expectation to do it she's always been that horse that could do it she's gonna do it espiona i think fair enough i just uh espiona i was i was insulted when as soon as she won that one race oh she's the next wing she's the next nature trip she's the next everything it's like profonda she really came into favorite for every race from 2000 meters down yeah. to the everest every single race because they're like this horse could be anything get on her now I just thought it was the biggest overreaction ever and like just a racing industry desperate for a star. Luckily, Animo came along and actually proved to be the star that they needed. But um, yeah, I don't know. She did run very, very, very well. I mean, look, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if she actually came out and started running well. I just hope that she doesn't make me look overly silly. But again, you know, I'm not a stubborn man. If she proves herself, I'm happy to, uh, you know, shake her metaphorical hand and say that I was wrong. Um, when it comes to what I'm thinking, out of the ordinary, away from the horses that are, you know, a bit forgotten, I'm thinking it may be just fine. Comes up later in the Randwick chat as it's running around. Um, I don't love its price this weekend. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm on it, um, but I will discuss... You love dropping um, a spoiler alert lately. Yeah, I know. I will discuss the race that I'm preferring to get on it compared to this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking big spring ahead for just fine, but I'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, and also, I'll take this one, mate, because it's uh, involved with my favorite horse at the moment. Osmosis. Um, Osmosis. Chris Nicolau asks, when's Osmosis running next? Um, I've been speaking to a couple of the owners. They've confirmed it for me. It's funny. Uh, I spruik it so much on the internet, people have started to think that I own it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't own it, just putting it out there. I do not own Osmosis. Wait, do you not? I know, I, I don't. <laughs> I wish I did. Bloody hell, it'd be like investing in Google when it first came out. I reckon that's how big of a future even, it's um, Even Jack Jenkins <laughs> in our podcast goes, yeah, you boys love Osmosis, <laughs> don't you? And I'm like, yeah, he loves Osmosis. But um, <laughs> yes, uh, Osmosis will be... Running on Golden Rose Day, not in the Golden Rose, as the rumours were potentially a few months ago. It is bypassing those early Group 1s for the three-year-olds, and it is going to the Coolmore. That's its grand final. But the 1,100-metre Heritage Stakes on Golden Rose Day, that is where Osmosis is running next. And Nick, if I'm being frank, it'll shit it in, in my opinion. Jeez. Yeah, no, I haven't fair. even you've seen had that, field yet. You've had that in the futures for a while. I know that. So, um... We'll see how it goes. So I'll yes. back you in there, mate. Yes. I, I always back you in with Osmosis. So we are um, actually planning on going down on Monday to the next two-year-old trial. So yes, where I discovered Osmosis. I can, I can find my Osmosis I that I can that. F- fall in love with. So I really, Well, I mean, technically, if you were there last year with me, you would have fallen in with Platinum yeah. Jubilee. You just waited a couple of oh, weeks yeah. for the races. I, I, actually, I think I got it off the trial as well. I just watched it at home because yeah. I was working that day. But um, I've taken work off and ready to go. So... Got some content coming there as well, so. Yeah, 100%. All right, mate, before we get into the Randwick rundown, as always, we've got to remind our listeners, please, 
Please, please, please, if you're listening and you're loving what you're hearing, rate us a five star on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, if we've got it up, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And um, just above all else, keep supporting us. You know, the more you support, the bigger we get. And we got to shout out our good friends at Dabble. I'm repping the Dabble merch right now. Yep, 100%. And I think there's a... There's a stubby over there, Dabby. Somewhere around double here. Double yep. stubby over there. But um, yeah, our boys over at Dabble really support us. They um, they help us bring some tips to you. So every tip that we mentioned in the podcast, every horse we talk about, um, it'll be over on our Dabble account. One click and it'll be in your bet slip. Saves you all this time of looking through it. So um, it's going to be perfect. 100%. So join the 23,000 plus other punters following at the Mock Sports on dabble and win with us this racing season if you want to click the link in the show notes or the click the link in the bio of our socials or just download the dabble app today when you're signing up use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you and make sure if you do gamble on the dabble app make sure you're gambling responsibly and think about what you could be buying instead set that deposit limit and make sure to gamble within your means all right nick ranwick rundown time i'll get the track report up the weather is fine. We're actually, for the first time in a very, very long time, unless the weathermen get it wrong, uh, guaranteed a good four track. Knowing the weathermen in Sydney, it's probably going to bucket down on Friday night. Yeah. Um, but the weather forecast says it's sunny all week. We might even need irrigation for the first time. We <laughs> might even need them to get the sprinklers out for the first time in months. They wouldn't have had to use those sprinklers. They might have been rusty by the time yeah. they get them out. But... um. Should be good for all day, punters. The rail is out seven metres from the 1,000 metres to the winning post um, as they start to protect that inside track for you know days such as Epsom and uh, yep. uh, Everest coming up. And then also out four metres for the remainder. So watch the leaders. The prime spot's going to be probably in that first six of the pack going around the turn. Uh, could end up being a bit of a leader's day out, punters. So just be careful. Monitor that track bias. Uh, get straight into it. Midway's going to kick us off here, punters. Um, and boy, I hate to be on a favourite in such an open race. Midway and highway is usually the race you don't go the favourite. But Electrica has my money here at $4.80. Um, she's had my money this entire prep. She's yet to let me down because she's either won the race or she's had quite a bit of excuses when it comes to traffic and those sort of things. So I think she just needs to not find herself boxed in on the rail from that first barrier. And uh, I think she'll be getting the chockies despite being a favourite in the midway. I'm just going to have to be with her. Yeah, I'm going with number six, Socrates here. $14 and $4 for a place. Dill Gibbons on board. Uh, one last start over at Gossip, which is real nice. One by just under two lengths. And then a second place, one length behind the winner at Eagle Farm, the start before that. Liking the mile, that horse, so I'm liking it pretty nice. So, yeah, come on, Dill. Let's get it done the first. Lovely stuff. Head over the second here. You've got the 1,000-meter tab highway. Uh, another very open race, and it could be, go- could be going anywhere. Once again, my girl is your favorite, $4.40. Um, coming off a spell here, um, any pick can really do your fancy here. It's a big field, it's a big one, but I'm going here with Iron Will with uh, Billy Owen, $8 and $2.80 for a tip. I always like it in the highways when they bring some of those the country jockeys, country jockeys across because yeah, it really shows the confidence they have. They want um, to stick to that horse. And it's something that I, I really like doing. Um, so yeah, it's going to be me, Iron Will, $8, $2.80 for a play. Second place last start, almost won it, Wizard of Oz, was uh, the one that won it in front of it. It's also run at Randwick and run at Randwick before, so it's also got some form there that you can read into. So have a go, but yeah, iron will for me. 
Great minds think alike. You took all the words out of my mouth. The only thing I have to add is that it is a notorious leader. So if it's going to be a leader's day, yep. uh, I will definitely enjoy that. Um, race three, 1600 meter mark. This one, in my opinion, punters, is the worst race of the day. Yep. If you're not going to punt on any race, it's this one. Stay away. But, you know, we're here to please and give tips. So if you're desperate to get on this race, I'm going to be on Jan Terrain, or however you say it. I think that that horse and Logan Street line with the just fine form out of a couple of weeks ago as i mentioned that horse earlier uh, are the best chances here they also have a drop in class um so they should be well set up here but compared to logan street line jan terrain will carry four kilos less it's one career win comes at this distance just needs to find a clear lane to the line to get up at four dollars forty uh, but again punters i assure you if you want to stay away from one race it is this one yeah, I agree, but I'm going to go with Mystery Shot here, um, $11 and $3 for a place. Um, really liked its last run, third place. Um, it was paying about $16, $17, which came in from, I think, twenty twenty two. Um, yeah, it looked pretty nice. It only fell just under a length from the winner, so I can take it here again. I didn't want to go with a favorite here because, like you said, it's a pretty bad race to be betting on. 100%. So, yeah, I'll be taking Mystery Shot here for the third. As we head into the fourth here, punters, uh, the Nick Maradis Trophy, um, benchmark 78, the 1,400 metres. Don't really need to say too much about this. No, um, my horse is in this one, Cheerful Legend. I'm actually going to play the, the trainer's notes for you all. Afternoon, guys. Quick update on Cheerful Legend. Every expert on target in the next Saturday's run with him. Uh, he's really coming nicely in the coat. He's bouncing. His work's been good at home. Can't fault him soundness-wise. Uh, there's not a lot to report. They're all positive signs from us. Moving forward with the preparation and look forward to getting him back to the races next Saturday. I think the gap between runs... We'll suit him down the ground. He seemed to sprint well fresh. Uh, he seems to like his run space. So that's a nice plan with him moving forward and look after the horse and hopefully he can springboard on and aim up to that Saturday City grade with the good prize money on offer. But can't fault the horse at home. He's doing terrific. Thank you. That's some good confidence there to give 100% looking into it, paying $15 and $4.20 for a place. Um, just if you don't follow it already, it won last start by... Just under two lengths at $21. Yeah. So don't think, don't Great say the run. price is out of it. Um, it's definitely a good chance. Um, yeah, we, we picked this horse up when it was, I think it was um, 10 or 11 starts into its prep and it's and it only had won one race by then. So it's won four races under us. So it's looking pretty nice. So um, we're going to go for it again, hopefully two on the trot. So if you want to back me in, go with Cheerful Legend. Yeah, I'll let you take Cheerful Legend. I'll stay away from it. Last time I got on, I completely mocked it. So... No, Standard. no, no, I will stay away. Um, your brother threatened me as well once I mocked it. So Good. I want to make Nathan happy and make sure I don't mock your horse. I'll be on Gringotts. Seems really well placed here as his last start at Mooney Valley is a complete forgive. Didn't really like the track. Didn't play to his style. Longer straight, bigger track. He'll relish it. Pet distance as well. $4, I'll take it. And uh, yeah, so I'm hoping Cheerful Legend gets up, but just to not mock it, I'll be getting on Gringotts. 100%. Race 5, 2,000 metres here. Montefilia, strong winning chance as always. She races much better last start if she doesn't mess up the start, in my opinion. So now she can come here up in distance. She'll be very hard to beat. Protagonist, another outstanding chance at a big price. He has drawn terribly, but if he can find cover and he can run over the top of them in the end, in my opinion. However, I get down to the field favourite just fine. Absolutely spanked him last start. Um, yes, the field was a lot easier than this, but gee, he looked very, very good. 
Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, very confident in him. Apparently they've bought him specifically for races like the Metropolitan, the Caulfield, the Melbourne Cup. Who knows if he gets to the Cups, but Metropolitan definitely. And I say that because earlier punters, I said he is going to have a big spring, but his price on the weekend in a very open race is probably left to be desired. $3.40 is probably not what you'd be wanting. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be having a small bet only, but if you're desperate to get on him for a bigger collect, get on him for the Metropolitan in the futures market because I think he wins this weekend, and if he does, he will shorten quite significantly in that market. I will get you an exact quote of what he is right now in the market just so you know the payout you could potentially be getting compared to this weekend. He's at $8 in the Metropolitan at the moment. Come until 4 dollars Exactly. If he wins just as impressively as he did last start this weekend, he will come into about 4 dollars So that I my tip... Just fine, but if you're desperate to bet on him, get on in the futures market, I would say. Um, my, my bets had to change here. I was going with um, Navajo Peak, but drawn the absolute car park. Won really well last start, so um, hopefully a good run will come here, but I'm going to have to go with Montefilia. I think we'll be peaking for this one. $4.60 is a price I can have. Anything short, I'd stay away, um, but I think it'll probably go out a little bit, so um, anything over $4.50, $4.60, I'd probably take, so... Do what you want, punters, but um, I'm going with Montefilia. As we head over to race number six, um, 1,400 metres here. We've got two tied favourites, Kimochi and Tis Invincible. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Kimochi's a real good horse at the moment, and I think it's another one that we need to watch the spring into. Um, $4 for the win, $1.75, so just out of each way odds. Um, second place, last start behind Tis Invincible, but I'm going to back it to beat it here one better. Um, suits 1400 meters really well. Um, it's been running really well at the 1200 meters, but really pounding. Very in. strong so, for the line. Um, 1400 should just really get going. So I'm going to go with it here, Kimochi. Yes, I'm on it as well. I'm really disappointed because it wasn't favourite when I did my form, but it's come into the equal favourite, like you said, which means I'm on plenty of favourites, and I don't usually love doing that, but it's just the way it has been. I've, you know, did the form yesterday before the odds even came out, and they've all come up favourite, so I must be on the money, Nick. Um, only other horse I have to mention, Zardozzi, is another one that's been crying out for 1,400. However, from that low draw, like, she gets back anyway, so she's going to get sucked way 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 to the back meaning it might be a bit hard to uh get around them all with that wider rail out but um i think you know definitely put her in your exotics because i think she'll be hitting the line hard but yeah kamochi for me as well in the sixth uh we'll skip the seventh it's a tip off mate take us into race eight another good race here this is a real big one mini everest yeah 100 percent. one that's going to look big into the everest like we mentioned earlier remark really needs this run to win to be a very big contender going into the Everest but um, I'm just going to read out a lot of the field here your private eye who don't let private eye surprise you can definitely win Um, he's such a good horse that proved us wrong last spring or proved me wrong in particular and um, looks pretty good Marzu obviously an all-rounder already in the Everest so um, just shows how good it is already lost and running been in the Everest been there done that probably would have won the Everest in um, was it last year um you were the, no, last year. Yeah, no, last, last year. Last year, yeah, if you didn't yeah. get scratched. Um, overpass, great horse, in secret, absolutely flying. Uh, Buenos, Notches, Remark, obviously. Um, Hawaii Five O is another one there as well. But I've got to be with Remark. I think it's been different horse after the gelding. Um, I was on it last start, just wasn't live at the potty. I was on my way home, and I backed it personally. But, um, yeah, it looked pretty nice. Um, 
yeah, retired um, nature strip. So that's how good the horse is. Yeah. Um, $7.50 is a price I can definitely have and I will be going uh, pretty deep on this one in my opinion. So yeah, remarks going to be me for seven fifty. A wide open race. Wide, wide oh, open Oh yeah, great race. race. We uh, said earlier, Marzu does, it, like, is the only one that could stop people from people horses from getting an Everest slot out of here because Marzu is the only one that's in the, the race. The winner, if it's not Marzu, gets a slot. Even if Marzu probably wins, if someone's a close second, they'll probably get a slot. Yeah. That's typically been the way things go. Usually slots go to, you know, the Golden Rose winner. Um, normally they also go to potentially one of the winners down in the Mooney Valley Sprints and the horses that are running well in the shorts and the Premier Stakes, which are the next two key lead-ups to the, um, the Everest. So... But and here's one we spoke about earlier. She's pretty much a lock anyway for the Godolphin slot. But yeah. I have her as the top seed in the Everest right now. Yeah. Big call, but in secret, I have her as top seed over the likes of Giga Kick and I Wish I Win. And, you know, the I don't know. I'm just really convinced that she is fantastic. I definitely think she should be shorter in the Everest market. She's going to be in the race. She's the favorite here. And I'm very, very confident she gets up. You know, back to a distance, it's more her style. A thousand meters the first time last start, and she, she didn't hit it run too well. bad. She hit that line very well, as you said. Um, yeah, I'm very convinced in secret, runs strongly, gets up and says, Yeah, James, lock me in already. I'm I'm going to the Everest. Look, if you pick the winner of this race, you'll make a bit of money because it can go literally six or seven ways. And no matter yes. what, I don't think a lot of people are gonna be too surprised with the with the outcome. Um, yeah, so you can look into it how you want in secret, hit the line really, really well, like you said. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one for sure. I can't wait. Yes. As we move to race nine, as we start to dip in quality a little bit, but this is still a group race. It's, uh, you got Converge. Is this his most winnable race that he's had in years? Yes. Am I going to be on him? No. Cause I'm looking for a little bit more value. Cause like I said, I've been getting on too many favorites. Um, Tamerlane and Democracy Manifest, perhaps are two that we usually like. They could be good value chances. Yeah. Uh, Redina is another one that I'd love to have a look at with that yellow brick form. Um, but I don't know. You look at down this race, Alentia can bounce back. She's a bit untapped, but still very short in such an open race. I don't like that. Um, Tame Lane for me. Uh, Zach Lloyd will give it a peach, take him right to the front or at least right behind the leader's back, try and run past him in the straight. I know, hardest test to date for the horse, but I'm happy at $9, 15 $3. Market's probably got it about bang on. I think it should be close enough, finding its way into the money, if not getting up. Zach Lloyd's probably the best jockey going around uh, form-wise at the moment, so he'll give it every chance. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'll hit Converge. Um, definitely dropping down great, great horse. Ran in group ones before. Strict group one horse now back yeah. down to the group three level. Yeah, he'll take that. $4.20, price I can have. Anything lower, don't want it. So, yeah. Moving to the last 1,200 metres, benchmark 88 to finish. Uh, yeah, tif- tough one to pick here again, but I'm going to have to go with a favourite, Kibu. $3.20, love this horse. First up here. Um, we've backed it. We've watched it pretty pretty nicely. So, yeah, I'm going to go keep it pretty simple. Again, great minds think alike. I'm on Kibu. Um, Not bad. couple in a row yeah, here that we've had. But, um, yeah, it's looked good at the trials. It looks good every time it steps out of the races. A few months ago uh, when I made a video saying, you know, the list of horses that could be in the Golden Eagle this year, uh, Reggie Bayless, uh, the jockey 
commented, don't forget about Kibu. He's pretty convinced that he's got a massive chance in that race. And if that's to be the case, needs to be winning here. So I'm all over Kibu here. Apart from if Gaza Blanca gets a start, I'm a big Gaza Blanca fan. Um, was my best bet last start and got up. Uh, the only thing is it might not get a start because it needs six scratchings on a pretty perfect day weather-wise. So be very, very uh, lucky to be getting a start. If it does, I'll jump on him. But if not, I'm with you, Nick. Kibu. Um... As we head to the tip-off, mate, the great tip-off. So we'll start with the seven stakes, the time-honoured seven stakes, mate. Um, first time it's being run. It used to be the George Main stakes, of course. Um, and where it's a Group 1 calibre field, 100%, um, because it used to be the George Main stakes. So we've got a top-to-bottom class field here because these are all the horses that, you know, would be coming into this as a Group 1 because they don't want to muck up their preps. They've got... Group 1's headed down the line, but this was always a stop on their prep before they even decided to change the race. So we're blessed. We are absolutely blessed with a stacked field. You've got your Think It Overs, your Zarkis, your, your Hoo Young Males, your Pericles, your Fangirls, your Hinged, your Fireburns. Stacked, stacked field. Uh, can't say that about the uh, Maccabi Devastakes, but we'll get into that in a bit. We'll just quickly go through this race, mate. Um, who do you like and why? Yeah, I like a couple. I think um, Pericles is one to look at if you Massive want to go value. for some value. Um, two on the trot and looks pretty pretty comfortable. So eight fifty there is something you can look at punters if you want a bit of value. Um, I'm tempted to have a little bet on it. A couple of plays in this race, and I think per- Pericles will be one of my one of my bets. I think I'll have a little bit of money on it. But um, my tip's gonna be Zaki here. I think bounce back will bounce back very well. Um, also, if you haven't watched already, we interviewed with Jack Jenkins, good bloke, that man, and got to um, got to back him in. And I know how much of a Zaki fan he is, and um, so am I. I've definitely backed my fair share of oh, Zaki. You are a Zaki man. So um, I'll I'll go with Zaki in this one. I think he'll um, look a bit better in, in second up. So let's go with it here. Three dollars seventy. Is Zaki a moral this time around? Oh mate, why would you ask me that question? Not after not. last time. Not after last time, mate. Yeah, I got bullied for that. You got bullied on the internet severely <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> We've been getting that a little bit lately. I'm we not going to say We that. still so get that. The, what's the, we posted a video and they said, yeah, granddad's rolling over in his grave. I was like, holy, <laughs> holy fucking people got no chill. But yeah, anyway. It's just a race, man. Calm down. Not calm a moral. <laughs> not calm, a moral. calm. Um, yeah, I think Zaki... Definite chance to get up here, especially if it does end up being a leader's day, like I said. Not guaranteed. Monitor the bias, but if it does end up being it, Zaki's going to be the one that's going to be at the front and yeah. look the winner for a long way, and he'll be the one they need to chase down. The horse that I think will be chasing it down saved my hair earlier this spring, Fangirl. Yeah. I think Fangirl, she's the second best horse in the country over the mile, that being behind Mr. Brightside. Um she is just phenomenal. No animo means that she can just go about her business her own way. Yeah, the only, I think the only thing that beats her this time around is maybe getting too far back. Like I said, if it does end up being that leader's bias. Yeah. But if it plays fair, she wins. The only thing that can beat her t- on the weekend, I think, is potential bias. I'm happy to be on her at the $3.20 price tag. Um, if anything, if the barrier potentially gets us a bigger price, I'm happy with that. But... The only, again, actually maybe the only other thing that beats her other than the bias is the fact that J-Mac's not on her because J-Mac's injured. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, J-Mac wasn't really on her beforehand anyway. He was always on Animo. But 
yeah, I I just I'm very confident that she gets yeah. the chockies. Um, no, I don't I don't mind that there, especially. But um, yeah, like you said, with that seven meter, I think it was seven meters. You said the track thousand meters to the wing post. So when they get to the thousand meter part, they're out seven meters. Yep. So track is out seven meters, which means leaders bias, and then obviously Zaki should run home pretty strong. So that'll be my tip. But uh, I do agree with you, Pericles, massive, massive value. Yep. Uh, I didn't, when he started to run good again, I was very happy because I always said he's a 1,400, 1,600 horse. Yep. He shouldn't have been running in the derby, in my opinion. He's not 2,000, 2,400. No. Um, and when I said, got a bit of animo about him, not that he is animo, it's just the fact that he's probably next big mile star for the Godolphin camp. Uh, no Golden Mile, no after cabin, even though I know Golden Mile won the other week. I think that... Um, Pericles is the one they really need to put their time and effort into. I think he can be a genuine strong player in these wait for age uh, mile races going forward. But uh, yeah, fangirl for me. All right, mate, we head over the Maccabi Diva Stakes in Melbourne. However, I just want to go through my key facts and stats. We've been doing it so far for the Group 1s. The punters have seemed to like it. It's been getting some traction on the socials. So let me just go through them now. Here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your pick in the Maccabi Diva Stakes. Only five favourites have won the race in the last 20 years and only 13 have won the race in the last 40 years. 10 of the last 22 winners have paid over $7.50. This is very much so a boys race. Only one mare has won the race in the last 20 years. Barriers 1 and 6 are the most successful barriers in this race. And barrier seven, there's only been one win in the last 40 years. 20 of the last 30 editions were won by a horse aged five years or younger. The key lead up for the Maccabi Diva is the Memsey Stakes, won by Mr. Brightside this year. However, in the last 60 years, only two horses have won both these races in the same year. All right, mate, after those key stats, which are... Pretty good to look at. Interesting um, when it comes to Mr. Brightside with those favourites and the Maccabi Diva Memzi Double. I think, honestly, he could be the first time in a very long time, if ever, the same horse has won the PB Lawrence, Memzi Stakes and Maccabi Diva Stakes in the same year. Yeah, 100%. And I think if you're a fan of Mr. Brightside into this one, I wouldn't really be looking into that key stat, to be quite honest. I think He can buck the trend. He bucked the trend last race. Yeah. The Memsey Stakes, no one had won from a barrier that wide in over 20 years. He did it. Yeah, so um, it's it's definitely something you can you can move past. But three-horse race? Uh, yeah, with a seven-horse field, definitely yeah. those top three in the market. Mr. Brightside, <laughs> Alligator Blood, Princess Grace. As good as some of those other horses are, you'd, I think, you know, how does one turn the tables on Mr. Brightside? Yeah. They probably don't, unless you're those horses that were like ahead of him, being uh, Alligator Blood, who had the excuse of the wide barrier, and Princess Grace, who had the excuse of being on the rail, which was the inferior ground on the day, almost carbon copy of her wing stakes run, where the fence was off all day until she ran down it. So the mis- the excuse could be made that if she gets to the outside this time around, which she should from that wider barrier, she could potentially turn the tables. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point to make. I'm going to be with Alligator Blood here. Um, I think the barrier is really going to help, going to really lead the tempo. This was the horse of the spring last year, so um, it's definitely got the potential. It's beaten Mr. Brightside before. It knows exactly how it wants to race this one. Um, I've got no no worries about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with it here. I think it'll get a better tempo 
Um, the the barrier is massive, I think, in my opinion. I think that's going to be the thing that gets it over the line. Yeah, I think, you know, from the fourth barrier, it'll jump. It doesn't have to use too much petrol to get the front, especially in a seven-horse field. Mr. Brightside from that second one maybe gets shuffled a teensy-wincy beat back, but I think it doesn't really matter in the end. Like I said, if this was a 16-horse field, different story. So each horse is going to have their chance. One horse I just want to mention, welcome back to the races, my boy, Spanish Mission. 100%. Um, been about a year since we've last seen you, baby boy. My uh, 2021 Melbourne Cup tip. Very, very good horse on its day. However, you know, first up off such a long break and at a distance that doesn't really suit him. Don't think he'll figure much, but I'll be very keen to see how he hits the line going into the Cups later this year. Francesco Guardi, exact same. Fitness. Uh, fitness for Francesco Guardi. Hasn't been without merit this prep so far. Uh, shocked if it wins. If it wins, oh my goodness, watch out for the rest of the spring because if it's... Uh, hitting the line so strongly that it's beating some of the best mile horses in the country. Yeah, it's going to definitely change yeah. its plans for the rest of the springs, and My I think goodness. it'll change everyone's plans. So. Um, everyone will be jumping to get on in the cups because if it's somehow hitting the line that well, yeah. Jesus. you can only imagine. I don't even want to think about that right um, now. But, uh, yeah, Osipenko, you mentioned, could be a forgotten horse this spring. Again, I think it just needs to get away from the likes of Mr. Brightside if it's ever going to win this spring. Um but, I think it will eventually. Oh yeah, probably. It'll probably come back to Sydney. Um, Princess Grace. I'm tossing and turning between that and Mr. Brightside. Obviously, like we said, those key facts and stats, they come into it. I wouldn't be shocked if Mr. Brightside goes down because of the key facts and stats. Uh, obviously, you know, history will repeat itself again. Um, but, like, how does one beat Mr. Brightside? Do you honestly see um, the likes of a Princess Grace getting over Mr. Brightside? Or do you think it's blood Brightside? Just oh. in your opinion. I, I, I genuinely think this is anyone can have their pick on those three and I'll listen to it and respect it. In my opinion, there's not any bone in my body that says to me um, either three of them can't win. I think either three of them get the race of their choice, do it everything perfectly. I think it, any three of them can win. Honestly, it's um, like you said, Princess Grace gets the jump right, runs right over the outside. Alligator blood, blood just runs right through him like he usually... I mean, sorry, Mr. Brightside runs right through him like he usually does. Alligator blood just leads the whole way. Any any of them do it properly and do it right, they're all going to be right there at the end. So mm. I can guarantee that. Mm. It was a very close affair. That. Yeah, <laughs> you won't get paid much. No, um, you won't. You get a dollar ten. Yeah, very close affair last year. Remember, of course, this was when blood was leading by a mile and then all of a sudden I'm thunderstruck from the clouds. Uh, rest in peace, I'm thunderstruck. Okay. But, um, gee, the... There's zero negatives uh, with Brightside, plus his form's already been franked this prep. However, pure price-wise, $1.90, I can only see him getting a little shorter. If not, he'll be at even money. I can't see him getting out to a $2.20, $2.50 plus. So pure price-wise, from a betting point of view, I'm going to be on Princess Grace because I think this is her best chance to be able to prove that she can beat a Brightside because she's going to be able to get to the outside. Yeah. Like, my God, it'll be the most shocking ride in history if she somehow finds her way on the defence from the widest barrier, if you get what I mean. So I just want to find out, can Princess Grace get it done in the better ground or was she only that fast up the fence? Was it the fence and the inferior ground or was that just her peak run? That's what I'm going to find out. I'm happy to find that out. I'm happy to risk going against Brightside. But if Brightside comes out and wins by a few lengths, I'll never... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll never uh, doubt him again. Yeah, like sure. I said last week, he could potentially be the next animo when it comes to uh, reliability. 
Who knows if you know if he's going to be as good as Animo, but when it comes to reliability and being able to back him at such a short price, like you and I say all the time, we don't usually like backing horses that short unless they're reliable. This is the week that's going to prove to me if Brightside's going to be a horse in the future that I can trust with a dollar ninety odd tag. Um, anything else to touch on with that race? No, I think we've hit it pretty spot on yes so we've got absolutely balls deep in that race i can't talk about balls deep god i can't wait until we uh get to the uh geez that sounds a bit wrong out of context but can't wait till we get to the uh the big races where we get to pick apart runner by runner pretenders from contenders yeah it'll be look fun. forward to that this spring punters uh nick take me around the grounds who have you got got it up here man i'm all i'm all ready i'm going race for it flemington king's gambit um, another good chance, another three-year-old coming into it at a real good um, prep in autumn. So, yeah, coming through for the spring, King's Gambit should be good. $3.50 um, in race number four. Um, race number eight, Millie's Jewel should just win. $1.80, put in your multis. Um, gets the car park, Barry 15, but um, I think she wins. Um, race nine, it's a black bucket here, $27 and $5 for a place. Minx moment. Um, if you want to go for a bit of an all-out shot, bit of a roughie, that'll be my best roughie of the day, race number nine. And then up in Eagle Farm, race number five, Holston to win, $3.80. Lovely. Um, race four, I'm going against you with King's Gambit. I'm on Kandinsky Abstract at $8.50, $3 to place. Uh, I think he knocks off King's Gambit here. His first race was a complete forgive, was over at the jump. Uh, the rail was out too far for him to be figuring when he was missing the jump there. Um he needs to be able to handle the straight. This is going to be an interesting one. There's a few people, oh, I keep saying people, a few horses coming here that have never seen the straight, just like King's Gambit. So who knows if they're going to be able to handle it. But if Kandinsky Abstract is able to handle it, I think he can definitely find his way into the money. Another one that that's the case for is Steel City. Steel City was amazing in autumn up until Golden Slipper Day. She just fell flat on the day, which is fair enough. But if she can handle the... Uh, Straight, I'm shocked to see her at $10 to win $4 to place each way right now. Uh, I'll also go, it's our time in the last as well. One of the best straight specialists going around currently. I'll happily take $8.50 to win $3.30 to place. And I'm just going to touch on Amelia's Jewel quickly. Yes, I said that she probably won't have an amazing spring. Yes, she isn't in my top four, five horses yet. She can make her way into it. I'm okay with you being on it, but I'm just going to put a message out to the punters right now. If she wins this weekend, which she probably does, I think she's going to win. Don't come saying to me that I'm a fucking idiot for not liking her. She's racing absolutely nobody this weekend. No, so, can't take it back now, bro. No, can't take it back. This weekend doesn't count. It needs to be nah, a good one. can't take it back, bro. You made your comments on her and... You're done, mate. You're going to get roasted on TikTok. You're going to get roasted on the social media platforms. Get into him, guys. He's he's a <laughs> he's a fraud. Okay. All right. Um, Nick, if you're going to have one bet around the country, what would it be? What is your very best bet? Uh, best bet of the day. Oh, it's definitely tough. I'm gonna, you're going to have to come back to me. I'm going to have to have a quick think. All right. Mine's in secret. I'm very, very confident in in secret's chances in the shorts. I just think she gets back to a distance that's more of a pet distance. Um, super strong through the line, last start. She looks scary. She seems to have progressed even more into her um, uh, next age up, which I uh, like. She's just back bigger, stronger, faster. She gets the job done at $3.20 in the shorts. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Kamachi. Kamachi's your best of the day? Yeah, $4. So uh, all great minds think alike there, so we'll we're both it. on it. We usually do win when both are on. Um, or it usually runs pretty well. Like my quest only went down by a lip uh, last week. So, 
you know, we're happy with that. We're usually pretty I'll consistent. Take, I'll take your mochi. So. Lovely stuff. We'll do the quaddy, mate. We'll get into the quaddy. Um, you can read it out because you got it above you. All right, race seven. We've got Fangirl, Pericles, Zaki, and Think It Over. Race eight, In Secret, Remark, Private Eye, Marzu. Race nine, Tamerlane, Olentia, Democracy Manifest, and Converge. Race ten, we've got Kibu, Pizarro, Gaza Blanca, in case it gets a start, and Vienna Princess. As always, the classic mock four in each race. $50 gets you 19.5%. Nick, anything to say to the punters before we go? Um, No. Footy finals, um, check out our... Multis on Dabble, multis yes. Multis on Dabble, um, Jack Jenkins podcast, UFC fighter, unfortunately got absolutely fucked with his arm, unlucky for him. Yeah, we're, um, we're sending out best wishes. Dislocated he was very elbow. unlucky with the dislocated elbow, it looked very nasty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sending best wishes out to him, hopefully a very fast recovery and he'll be back Breaking legs in no time. 100%. So if you want to go give a listen to that podcast, we have a bit of a yarn to him. Got a bit of racing talk in there as well. If that's something you'd rather listen to, it's pretty cool to get um, those top athletes that are so good at their game and their um, their craft and they get off topic and talk about some other sports. So that's pretty cool as well. So yeah, give that a listen. That's on our, that's on our YouTube. That's on our um, Spotify, Spotify Apple, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And if not, just go to our Instagram and you'll find all that there. So yeah. Thank you guys for giving us a listen today. Um, we'll sign off now, but yeah, cheers. Yes, make sure if you're gambling this weekend, just do so responsibly. Set a deposit limit. Think about what you could be buying instead. See you, punters.